Hi, this is Ken Sagos, a.k.a. Ken K from A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 and Part 4. Now, let me tell you what I do. You see, when I finish kicking Freddy's Krueger's ass all over Dreamland, I kick back and relax at Nightmare Jughead Podcast. Out of your consciousness, like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that totally would have been a regular at the Rabbit and Red Lounge. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, our trek through Haddonfield finds us taking a detour as we road trip out to Summer Glen, California, and whet our appetites with Halloween H2O. And whether or not you've read a thriller romance novel, you can listen to our show, Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your heart net hair hole. Of course, if you're styling out on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And of course, it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and stylish shenanigans. And as this episode is releasing on Friday, October 15th, Genius McGee, you know, Screenland.com. They've got your stylish, hairy shenanigans taken care of indoors, outdoors, and virtually. And as this episode releases, the very Friday, a Friday Night Fright that has been at least eight months in the making. I would like to think, (laughs) from when I watched it the first time, had you watch it, (laughs) became an episode on the main feed, but it's definitely a film that has kind of a reputation with us at this point. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And it's definitely a film that shows you your, your viewing experience can definitely be altered based on those around you. Oh, yes. Yeah, your mileage may vary. With this next movie. Well, we are going to be taking in 1981's Possession, which I, to this day, it's still my favorite, but genius, we're going to... Squidly diddly. Yes, we will leave it at that. But then the following Friday, on the 22nd, and this is what I'm really excited for, Stay Out of the Swamps. Ooh, we're going to go hear the legend of Victor Crowley and Honey Island Swamp with the original Hatchet. That is correct. Adam Green's Hatchet from 2005, next Friday Night Fright. Now... The other repertory screenings that are happening this weekend of the 15th, uh, as Shocktober continues here at Screenland, <laughs> on Monday, this is one I'm really looking forward to, because the last time I saw it, a few years ago on a 35-millimeter print, but it still re- it rules regardless, because uh, we're going to rock out with Sammy Kerr in Trick or Treat. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Bring your Walkman. Don't, don't listen, listen to that mixtape. Don't do it. Uh, we have Don Coscarelli's Phantasm. Bore. And a new release that is finally being unleashed, Halloween Kills. Oh, I can't wait. I'm excited for that one. I am I think we've all been waiting patiently, anxiously mm-hmm. for that one. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, if you're not ready to go indoors, uh, outdoors on Friday the 15th, a film that I only watched for the first time last year, and I've been 
not necessarily been given smack for that, but it's just like, oh, you finally saw Hocus Pocus, Greg? Yes. And you get to experience and had a good time, right? Love the Sanderson sisters. That movie was legit so good, mm-hmm. so much fun. So I might pick, peek my head out on that one in between the Squidly and the Diddly. <laughs> but then on Saturday, another film that we've actually devoted an entire episode to, it's actually made me kind of sort my life out. We're talking Shaun of the Dead. I love that movie so much. And it's really funny. Here recently, I've seen a lot of people talking about how movies are jallos or j- because it's got some red. And I kind of go to the Shaun of the Dead philosophy that just because you've got red on it doesn't make it a jallo. Right, right. It, it makes it its own flavor. Exactly, exactly. And actually, even looking forward to the end of the month when we get Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. Yeah, you, that which, one looks cool. Uh, and I, the less, I, I don't want to know anything more. And I, I was at the, I watched uh, Lamb the other day and the latest Last Night in Soho trailer came up, and I was like, God, and I wanted to kind of do the plug the ears, and then couldn't do it, but still anxiously awaiting that one. Nice. Now, if you are not in the Kansas City area and you would like to uh, uh, support Screenland from afar, you can, of course, go to ScreenlandOnline.com, where they have a number of films that you can rent, or... And if you'd like to get uh, even more cozy with them, you can become a member of their film family by heading over to patreon.com slash screenland, where of the various tiers they have, they have a little watch party that we participate in called the Shutter Shoutout. Mm-hmm. And our next one is actually be on October 30th. Yes. We're celebrating Halloween with our Halloween Hayseed Nanny. <laughs> I wonder how many people will offend with the Hayseed comment. <laughs> oh, I mean, come on, though. No. Look at the movie. We're showing Children of the Corn. He who walks behind the rose, right? <laughs> and then we're showing just before dawn a wonderful scenic exploitation. I'm hoping maybe some people will now have that opportunity to see that because we actually did an episode on just before dawn. Just <laughs> oh, that's so I'll scary. Open your face, <laughs> Mel. <laughs> if you want to make it a triple feature, because Sleepaway well, Camp's on Shutter too. So yeah, enjoy. Put that in the notes. We got to remember that. We got to put that in the back pocket, my friend. <laughs> now, uh, to join the the film family, all you have to do is head over to Patreon.com/screenland. But genius, if I'm talking film family and Patreon, e bellies. We also have our own little film family gathering over there, and want to give a real quick shout out to film family member Chad, who was at the last Friday Night Fright for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two: Freddy's Revenge. Ooh. No tell snapping happened. Rats. But um, part of, you know, again, people are probably like, well, why should we contribute to something that you guys do? It's bad enough I have to hear you all just like once a week. But, but, let us wet your whistle here. For only $1 a month, you're going to get more than two hours of content. And unfortunately, it is just me solo. So my apologies. It's like, nope, nope. But three times a week, I put out a little thing called the I've Seen That, where I'm watching a movie for the first time, and it's basically listing my reactions, 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, started initially with The King of New York, and here on Friday, the day this episode was releasing, you are going to hear my thoughts on Lamb. Nice. Yes, and in addition, you also get access to our Shutter Shoutout content, which, by the way, not only are we viewing those films, but by becoming a member of the film family, you're going to get access to a customized pre-show, uh-huh. intro by yours truly and genius, vintage trailer reels, and our patented yakety smackety. Yeah, where we have to really kind of um, compress and work through what we have seen in those two films. Because, like, yeah, Children of the Corn is going to be rad. And I have not watched that in a really, really long time. I remember Courtney Gangs, isn't that? Yeah, he uh, tells you how to walk behind the rose in 37 different languages. But I've <laughs> always, since that movie, I've always had a distrust for people named Malachi. 
It's like anytime I hear that word Malachi, I'm like, nope, that's a bad person. I, I ain't down with that. I ain't having one of those milkshakes. No, and it's 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 a smaller guy as well, isn't Isaac? it? Isaac, yes. Yeah, you betrayed Outlander. Like running around and shit. Yeah, that movie's wild. And I don't know, maybe... Fucking kids, man. Creepy-ass kids. There's something, like, terrifying. When kids go rogue, that's awful. And when Stephen King is writing kids going rogue... Yeah. That could be potentially even more of a fuster cluck there. But to have access to that and a whole lot more, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmarejunkhead, where we do indeed have every tier from the said squidly diddly to another time... Another place. And here, we continue the month of October by heading uh, into Haddonfield, celebrating a lot of things of Halloween that we haven't touched upon before, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of appropriate that we're talking film family here, Genius, because we're definitely having a road trip outside of Haddonfield with this particular film, and when you're road tripping, you need good people. You need people that can contribute to the conversation. You need people that go out of their ways to be social, and well... We couldn't find that person, but needless to say, our next guest is someone that is definitely near and dear to Genius and I, the podcast, uh, the Kansas City genre scene in general. Now, you can read her work over at modernhorrors.com, where she has actually been taking a look at a number of films through a number of festivals here, which I definitely want to pick your brain on that when we get a chance to. Please welcome to Nightmare Junkhead for the first time, just Nightmare Junkhead, our good friend Julie Holland. Hi. And... In addition to modern horrors, as of yesterday, I'm a contributor at Downright Creepy as well. Hey, hey! Congratulations, that yeah. is rad. Branching out a little. That's Fuck yeah, that's phenomenal. rad. That's, I, see, that's I, awesome. I should have asked you before, and I thought I was doing good on my own, because I've been... It's very fresh. I have just two short little pieces over there so far. So. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm glad to see now you're starting to kind of build that body of writing at this point. Yeah. Well, and I mentioned that you haven't been on Nightmare Junkhead before. Right. But if you go back to the Nerds of Nostalgia catalog, multiple times you will hear Miss Julie come down. I think um, the What's uh, Just One of the Guys episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've got PCU. I know yes. you came down yeah. for. favorite. Uh, and, and again, you've been like here from the beginning with us. Um, in fact, here recently we just celebrated our, we did our seventh Nerdoween horror movie marathon. Mm-hmm. But Julie has been there from the start. I've only missed one, I think, and that was last year, because, you know. That doesn't count. Right. Nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I remember our very first Nerdoween we put on, we were just scared to death, like, no one would show up, number one. But then outside of our range of friends, we are like, no one else we're going to know is going to be there. And sure enough, I look, and I see this person down there, and you're this, you're in, like, a costume and a friend. And I'm like, do you know her? And I was like, no, I don't know her. And she's like, okay, well, let's, should we network and see how they, how they found out <laughs> about this? And I think I actually went over. I was like, you oh. did, yeah. And I was like, how did you find out? And you're like, I listen to the podcast. And we're yep. like, get out of town. <laughs> yep. Because anyone that we don't technically know that listens to the show, again, it surprises us. But as it turns out, we kind of tangentially knew each other, actually. We were in overlapping circles, for sure. Which was crazy to find out because when um, we met your husband, Rob, he's like, oh, I know Greg. Like, I've, again, back in the day, Genius, I think I've told you this before, and I maybe have mentioned it maybe a few times on the show, but I used to uh, skate. Now, before anyone goes, cool, Skater Greg is on rollerblades, so it's not as cool. <laughs> but it definitely took me all over um, just the kind of the region. I was big into the, the, the punk scene and all the music stuff, and Rob was so insulated. In fact, I think he actually brought out a picture of me from back in the day. Yeah, he had a zine. See, that's, yeah. again, <laughs> I just love then just how the fact that it all comes together. But no, you were at our very first Nerdween. You've been in all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've, number one, I've always appreciated that. Absolutely. Um, well, great. So I it's appreciate always, you guys. 
Oh God! So it's nice to have you full circle. You come back here. So, but for those of the, the, our listeners out there, where can they find you out on social media? Uh, plug and promote away. Um, on Twitter or Instagram, I'm Dark Humor Girl, all one word, regular spelling. And if you want to find me on Facebook, it's Julie Holland. But I, I'm not over there much. So, so yeah, that's. And then you can find me on Modern Horrors and now on Downright Creepy. Well, and we actually have had a few of the the Modern Horrors podcast folks on there from like a. Uh, the final girls yeah. and modern horrors itself when they were still doing the regular ones. So when mm-hmm. I saw that you were contributing there, I'm like, it's like favorite people coming together again. Yes. Yeah. Cause I'm a long time. I was a long time listener of their podcast too. So it was, it's cool to get to work with them. So what was the inspiration then to, to delve into the writing? Honestly, modern horrors that just posted on Twitter. Hey, would anyone want to, you know, be a contributor? And I was like, I have absolutely no way to prove to you that I know how to write more than 140 characters, but I, I'd give it a try, and for some reason it was an immediate yes, and they haven't kicked me out nice, and, or asked me to stop or anything, so I guess <laughs> it's going okay. I, I would, that's uh, safe to assume. Yeah, they um, keep letting me do stuff. And what kind, so like I said, I know you've been doing a lot of reviews through some of the um, virtual festivals that have been going on. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that we should be looking out that will be coming out down the road? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I mean, sure, probably. But nothing's springing to mind immediately. Um, yeah. I'll oh, that's okay. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, I was going to say, but I, obviously It's hard we can... to know what's come out and what hasn't come out yet. And I haven't... The last festival I took part in was Chattanooga Festival. That was over the summer. So How was that? Because I actually did that last year uh, in 2020. It was good. By the time I got to it, I had kind of seen... A lot of the stuff had already played at Panic Fest. Mm-hmm. So I had seen quite a bit of the stuff from Panic Fest. So... There was a lot of, but it was still a really good festival. It doesn't 100% focus on horror, which right. was, you know, what I was there for. So it was, but it was cool. And it's a, it seems like a good group of people. Yeah. That, and that's the thing when you can find kind of a good community mm-hmm. where your, you know, interests are the same. Yeah. You've got a lot of uh, overlap. That's always good. And they have lots of really cool panels, which I always really like because you just get to hear people talking about the things that you want to hear people talking about. Yeah. And they did a good job last year. How was um, the format? Was it still pretty user-friendly? Super user-friendly, yeah. Technology's amazing, isn't it? Well, it's... Unbelievable. Right? Well, and I'm really hoping that they continue. Like, I know Panic Fest at this point is going to probably continue to do still virtual screenings as well. Yeah. Just because it opens up the, the audience and... I know with some people, they get upset with that because, uh, you know, you have to be able to put forth an effort to go to a film festival and it shouldn't be accessible to everyone. It's like, come on, people. Yeah, it should I be mean, accessible. Yeah. You should want to go in person if you can, yeah. but I'm probably not going to go to Chattanooga. <laughs> and so it's cool that I can still take part in it and watch it. You know, it's not that I don't want to go to Chattanooga, not, not to offend Chattanoogans. I'm sure it's lovely. I love Tennessee in general, but... You know, to try to go to multiple festivals in multiple cities, that's just expensive. It's, that's Many just people it. can't do that. So, Well, I know eventually I would love to go to like Texas Frightmare eventually. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that'd be kind of fun. And then um, Fright Fest yeah. over in the UK. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fun. Some of the, the bucket list kind of uh, items there. But um, talking about horror, going, you know, writing and taking out some of those um, the festival reviews, one thing we always like to ask a first time viewer or uh, first time guester. Technically on nerds, but not on my <laughs> junkhead. Uh, but what is your horror origin? Uh, you know, what was it that got you into horror? Was it a, a movie, a moment, a relative? But what was it that kind of you know sank yeah. its teeth into you? Well, I don't know if there's a specific moment. I know as a kid, you know, maybe you guys did this too. Your parents would take you to the video store. They would rent what they want and be like, "Go pick out a cartoon or something." And I would always pick out. There was this video. It was Disney. 
I did, it was like a compilation of Halloween dancing skeletons and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it was, but I, every time, I would get it every time and just watch it like three times until I fell asleep. So I, that's like my first horror memory, if you can call that horror. I mean, dancing skeletons. And then after that, growing up, my parents were divorced. So every other weekend I would be at my dad's and we would just rent like five horror movies. You know, you go to, it was Hastings for us in Hutchinson, wow. Kansas. And the, there's a deal on five as long as they're not new releases. So you just, five horror movies and nice. whatever. And so we would watch every weekend. My dad had a special affinity for like small creature puppet things. Puppet master, critters, oh, okay. ghoulies. I like his style. <laughs> I mean, nothing tickled that man like a puppet master movie. Like crazy. He loved those. <laughs> he loved Genius them. that is your future. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I'm down for that. I love like and scurious carry. Yeah. Yeah, any little critter, he loved those. So we watched all those. My mom and I always watched Motel Hell together for some reason. She's not super into horror movies, but for some reason we watched that one a lot. Still talk about it all the time. She read a lot of horror, so she would pass me her horror books. I read Gerald's Game way too young, you guys. Don't give it to kids. Why would you do that? (laughs) Messed up for life. But you 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 can't change it, so here we are. I love the fact that you had, because I know there are some parents that, you know, I was lucky enough, I also had kind of the permissive parents, but I know there are the ones that forbid it, which makes it even more tantalizing. It's the forbidden fruit, or that's how you get, like, normies. Yeah. 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 You know? (laughs) Well, then it's almost, you know, they're passing down their love of that for you, because there Mm -hmm. are some kids I know that when their parents try to get them into the movies they love, they're like, nope, just want something total opposite of you, but that just kind of that, and just having that sharing connection time yeah for sure and just having you know when we were kids you didn't necessarily have like at my dad's house we had one tv so we're watching tv together for watching tv otherwise i'm i don't know staring at a wall in another (laughs) room we didn't have (laughs) we didn't have other things to do the video games the movies they were all on one tv so you had to do it together which is nice in retrospect and that's just that we i think we still come from that generation where we know what it's like to exist without the internet and have all those mm-hmm. perks, yeah. but we've also been able to kind of enjoy them for the most part because of where we are. I do remember how just you had you just had no choices. Yeah, I mean, eventually though, we got cable back in the day, which mm-hmm. was again uh, cultural currency. Yeah, people would come over and hang out with me. Oh, I you had got cable. that big flip top box. Those are rad. Pop 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 pop. There's the flip top, and then at one time they got digital, so you could put in like. Channel 20, enter. And then you had the A side and the B side. Yep. So many weird, like, ancient cable Do you guys remember renting? We used to rent a VCR from the grocery store. Yeah. We did it from (laughs) a, um, it was a pharmacy. Yep. Yep, and rented the movies from there as well. And it was a total mom and pop thing. And that's... I, again, we don't want to sound like we're getting old here, we'll but get I think our lawn. We <laughs> we're old. Well, no, there's just something about almost like the discipline and just ha- not having yeah. those options. It was mm-hmm. a spe- it was special to watch a movie because otherwise you're just watching whatever's watch. on the three channels that come in, and or watching made, a wall. Yeah, right. or staring at a wall. And I think that's what made the uh, the good ones really stick in our mind, mm-hmm. and that's what really also burned us on the really ones we don't like. You <laughs> yeah, know? what a waste of your precious time. <laughs> right, <laughs> I gotta watch this shit, but at the same time, we see movies like that. But you're that. not gonna stop watching it, right? because oh, no. what else were you gonna do? It's all about rolling the dice, yeah. you know? Because exactly, what do we fucking read a book? Come on No now. way! <laughs> well, you know, I mean, how many times now have you actually, when you've, you've, you've taken 45 minutes 
to view something like a streaming menu and you you click on it and then you're into the movie for five minutes and you stop it and you yeah. go and look yeah. for something else. Yeah. We wouldn't do that back in the day. Like no. you said, you had to invest that time. and Because yep. it cost money per movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not like this unlimited. You paid to all... rent it. You're going to watch it. Right. It was $1.99 to rent the fucking thing. I'm going to get my <laughs> gonna money's watch worth. It. I might even watch if... it twice. Right. Yeah, even yep. if it's horse yep. shit, I'm going to watch it twice. <laughs> or I'm going to turn it back like that. Yeah, it I'm doesn't gonna... have to be back for five days. I've got time. <laughs> I... Does that make us... More jaded at this point, or does that make us more appreciative? Okay, I think it makes us more disciplined. Maybe both, you know. Also, little, we're yeah. Gen X. I think we're all Gen X or close there. That's, yep. that's jaded in its nature, I think. Oh, yeah. 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 Douglas <laughs> Copeland would have a ball with it. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. We know what it's like, but we don't. So it's like what to We've do without and what to, the feast and famine. So. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? We, we can appreciate the sweet because we've tasted the sour. Wait, yes. does that make us kind of like, you know how people talk about their parents or grandparents that lived through the Depression who will like wash a bread bag and save it? Are we, that's oh somehow God. us with movies. Maybe. Maybe, that we it didn't Maybe it's the equivalent of like boiling cabbage to feed the family. <laughs> yes. You know, like, okay, here's a Oh, grandpa set. never let a movie go to waste. <laughs> <laughs> it was here in the Dust Bowl when the family would gather around and watch the one movie they had. It was a piece of shit movie. But they enjoyed the time together. We were thankful for that movie. Yes. Then off to the fields for plowing. You know. What <laughs> <it is? laughs> and it sounds that that sounds so kind of shallow, but I it's kind of true though. It right? yeah. really is the way we are at that point. But I I wouldn't trade it though because those no. are some of my fondest memories right. of mm-hmm. the discovery when you find something good. Yeah. You weed it through all the nastiness, and then it's like, oh, oh, cool, and then. Watching it over and over again, but also I think that pisses us our generation off more is when we hear like younger kids like, "Yeah, fucking Halloween, nineteen seventy eight." After the first twenty minutes, they shut it off. I'm like, "You fucking asshole!" God. Like, God damn it, watch the goddamn movie. But in fairness, and this is what I always try to remember, back in like the eighties and nineties, when I was in my teens and twenties. A 30-year-old movie to me at that point would have been something from like the 50s or 60s. Yeah, it true. seemed old. I didn't have the discipline old. to watch it. I yeah. would have probably done the same thing and pff, black and white, that's old. Mm-hmm. I think when you get older, there grows that appreciation of things. You can go reverse engineer it because some of my favorite horror films now are the ones from the 50s and 60s. Again, yeah. Carnival of Souls has stuck with me since that screening mm-hmm. last year. And that's from ni- 1960, I believe, actually. So, yeah. I mean, even Psycho, I had to be older to watch and appreciate mm-hmm. it just... Or the birds, the b- you know, stuff like that. It just it, that was even in color, but it was still like, yeah, this is old. Well, I even guarantee you, I would if I would have watched Black Christmas when I was growing up during that time of the videos renting those, I would have probably been bored by it. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't have engaged me as much. So I'm kind of glad I. Held I don't out. know. I'm always down yeah. for a prank phone call. <laughs> as long as they introduced the Canadian version of Sizzle Chest, that's what we would have missed out on there. <laughs> but um, so you know, I'm glad you, you're lucky enough to kind of have the the families pass that down. Now, do mm-hmm. they still watch still watch the horror? Um, well, my dad is no longer with us, so he's watching horror somewhere on the other side, I'm sure. Um, and at my house from an urn, he's watching some horror probably. <laughs> my mom always tells me now that she's too scared to watch horror. So I don't know when that started. Maybe it, maybe it was only Motel Hell. That's the only one I specifically <laughs> remember watching with her. That and Mommy Dearest, which isn't horror, but it kind of it is. A little bit. It is. So oh, she tells me to, she's too scared now. Every now and then she will see a, an ad for a movie she thinks she wants to see. And she'll be like, can we go? And nice. sometimes we will. Sometimes it doesn't fall together. But 
Yeah, a little bit. Well, I like that she's kind of got you up. Kind of, you're, you're the human resource right now. Yes. So, what about this movie? Is that yeah. good for? That's going to be good for me. <laughs> now, do you have any that you've kind of put out to her? Like, hey, you might actually enjoy this. Yeah, anything she. We both share a love of anything with an asylum. So any kind, any book or movie where there's an asylum, that's kind of our jam. So anytime nice. I, I find a new asylum, and there, there hasn't been a lot. I can't think of a, a good asylum movie since like Session Nine. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we'll eventually going to talk Shutter Halloween Island? and everything. Yeah, Shutter Island. What did, did yeah. anyone watch The Ward when it came out? John Carpenter. Um, yeah. No, I. Didn't no, see I haven't either. I and haven't heard good things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. I think that takes place in something like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's uh, there. But that's crazy. There's there is like a whole subgenre yeah. of for asylum wellness. horror. Yeah. Ooh. That was weird, right? That's that was, weird. Yeah, like, is is that horror or is that just weird? Oh, kind of like Lamb. Is Lamb horror? Is it just weird? I, I guess it's horror because it's weird. I don't know. Horror adjacent. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was really funny. Close I was, enough. I was, I was watching The Beyond the other night at Screenland, and our friend Mike was there, and it was his first time watching it. And he was like, what is, what, how would you describe this movie? And I was like, it's Italian. And this lady behind me just started laughing, and she's like, yeah. And I was like, it's, like, it's just the thing. That's, oh, I yeah. love The Beyond. But yeah, it's nonsensical. It's, how do you explain it? Gates of Hell and just yeah, melty faces, good and music, mm-hmm. and then yeah, and, and, and cat holes, and <laughs> cat holes, you know. Well, uh, do you remember just in terms of all the films that you've seen by any chance? Do you remember your first interaction with the Halloween franchise? I don't remember when I first saw it. I feel like it was always just there. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was probably on TV. Probably I saw it with commercials for the first time. I, of course, I would imagine. So, yeah, they've always just been there. It's And that's the thing, also looking back from 1978, again, where it's getting older, you know, 40-some-odd years, it just has always been. I mean, there are mm-hmm. people born now where Halloween has never not been in their lives. It's like The Simpsons, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's yeah. people, it's been 33 years, you know? There's people who have kids, and both two generations have probably have been alive and the have not known a Simpsons free world, right. right? And well, also like the Simpsons, there are going to be those people that have certain Halloween films that you know it, 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 they lost it when they got past number five, or you know, mm-hmm. two the the even ones are the ones to go with there. And that's when we did our commentary for uh, David Gordon Green's Halloween, looking at the various like timelines now, the the way things are with the more than like twelve films I think that are in there, it gets confusing. Yeah. Like, you could go cross-eyed looking yeah, at that. Yeah, because this one skips over some, but not others that are yeah. in chronological order and it and makes no universe. Some of them are numbered, so that's convenient, but some but aren't. No. And so you're like, well, wait, which one's six? I don't know. And some of them have the same number. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then you've now got... Now we have two that are just called Halloween. Don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can only imagine a normie walking into that. Because yeah. normies... No Halloween. Mm-hmm. Normies know Michael Myers. They know the song, but they may not have seen. And that's kind of the cool thing with the Halloween franchises, how it's just be- embedded itself in the popular conscious. So, yeah. well, and a normie can watch Halloween. Like it, it's yeah. scary, but it's not gore. It depends on what bothers you about horror. If you don't like horror, if it's the gore, oh. you're good. It's classy. If it, if you're scared of spooky guys stomping around stabbing people, then you probably. Well, not. But yeah, not but even at that, I think you can. I don't know. I feel I feel like it's not that scary, but nothing is that scary for us weirdos. Right. <laughs> or it is, but we can get past it. I, don't I get know. past it. That's yeah. just it. Well, it's really funny. <laughs> I could, <laughs> I, well, this, this, the this first one is scary. I mean, just the, the creep out factor yeah. alone. 
But like in later on in sequels, and like you like as we go into the different timelines, mm-hmm. they some lose some of their luster for scares. Although they have some good stuff in some of the later ones. I mean, like mm. this new Halloween was pretty scary. I yeah. enjoyed the new yeah. ones. Like, it w- yeah. No, it wasn't bad. And that's the thing. I I there are elements of Halloween Resurrection that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Elements of uh, Curse of Michael Myers that I enjoy because I will. You know how we do it on the show. We will not, you know, outright just crap right. on something, but because you know, every film, every Halloween film, that's someone's favorite, yeah, all-time favorite entry of it. And I, so on this one, I'm trying to think on the the, the timeline. So it, so it chronologically, this would go one, like seventy eight, mm-hmm. then two, mm-hmm. and then ignore four, five, six, and then just stay with Halloween H two O. So it's like one. I, two, I believe that's correct. One. The new one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yet, they're also the continuation of the four, five, and six. It is a daunting ass task keeping yeah. up with the fucking Halloween movies. <laughs> keeping up with the Myers? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> no, it's definitely a rat race on there. But that leads us to Halloween H2O that came out in the year of 1998, 20th year anniversary of the original. And I remember this very distinctly because I did see it in the theater. Mm-hmm. It was my very first Halloween movie to see in the theater. Um, Julie, do you remember. Did you see this one in the theater? I don't remember. I actually did a little research because for some reason in 1998, I was saving every movie ticket stub in a scrapbook and writing down who I went with. Just that one like year, just 98, like maybe late 97, 98, and then early 99. And I don't know if I got every movie ticket or not, but it wasn't in there. So I think that I didn't see it in the theater. That's super cool. I, okay, do They're you rem- fading real bad, oh. too. Movie tickets Were there any like big surprises? Like, wait, I saw that? I saw Doctor... This wasn't a surprise. I remembered this. I saw Doctor Doolittle in the theater, not once, not twice, but three <laughs> times. <laughs> because my other catnip is talking animals. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. So if we can combine like an asylum flick with talking animals, yep. Animal I'm there. asylum. Animal, animal asylum. asylum. As long as the animals don't get hurt, I'm there. That's fair. That's fair. Ooh, okay. What about psychologically tortured? <laughs> That's okay, probably. A monkey torture. It depends monkey on torture. how cute their faces are while they're doing it. <laughs> you see a koala bear clockwork <laughs> orange too, style. <laughs> if they're too cute, I'm not going to want to see any kind of torture. Right. But if they're a little fugly, yeah. it's okay. Maybe if you got like a rat with an eye patch, I, it still sounds cute. I don't know. It's a little bit of zap. Ratty doesn't walk. Ratty doesn't talk. <laughs> Good lord. How did that happen? Oh, so, yeah. yeah, I think I missed H2 in the theater. I did see disturbing behavior in the theater. But so did I. But uh-huh. I'm sure that I rented it as soon as possible. On that one. Genius, did you see that oh, one? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, wait a minute. You saw part four in the theater. Uh-huh. What was the earliest one that you saw in the theater? Four. Was it four? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to see three because three was about about when I was... T- I remember seeing the poster with the elongated... Yep. Uh, th- yep. And I wanted... Ooh. But mom's like, no, we're not seeing that. Because I was definitely too young to see that. Although we already saw more heinous shit. Of course. But just, you know. But no, f- I saw four and up in the theater. Nice. So I ain't breaking that streak yet. Well, I mean, I remember the hype for this. Uh, you know, the fact that Jamie, Jamie Lee... Jamie Lee's back, mm-hmm. and it's got a hot young cast featuring Alan Arkin and, like... Adam Arkin. Adam Arkin. <laughs> that would have been entirely I, different. I'm glad someone else messed because I was like, I'm going to say it wrong. I know I am. <laughs> Actually, him in this role as the love interest? Oh, good Lord. That, in worked. hindsight, as an adult, that he's the sexiest person in this movie. I don't think I thought that as... No, of course you didn't. No, not but as a looking kid. back on it, I was like, okay. He's he was kind of was the less a heartnet heartthrob though. No, I never was into heartnet. I think it was LL Cool J for me. 
Well, yeah, because LL Cool J was in it, and then again, Jody Lynn O'Keefe, who was like rising at the time. Same thing with Michelle Williams. Mm-hmm. This and movie introducing Josh, Josh Hartnett. Yep, and his hair, and, right? his, and never has had a good haircut in his whole life. Well, between that and the faculty, I've mentioned it. That the haircut looks like an equation. It yeah. looks like you can solve it. Like yeah. um, it's just it's the lament configuration. It is angels this is... to some, hair products to others. <laughs> <laughs> We have such styles to show you. <laughs> but this movie is so 90s. Oh, and yeah. it's mm-hmm. coming off the success of Scream because Scream revamped everything, uh, reestablished the slasher genre. I wrote in my notes, this felt like Scream-a-ween. It is. It because is. even Kevin Williamson is a producer on this. He yeah. did an initial, I think, um, shot at one of the drafts, and they kind of revamped it. Yeah. Because I do believe he actually tried to tie in part four, five, and six into everything, and they're like, no, 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 just throw out all that Cult of Thorn stuff, we don't need it, let's start anew, you know, clean slate, and originally it was going to go straight to video. Jamie Lee Curtis gets involved, they start getting more money, boom, it becomes a theatrical release, and I remember being in the theater so excited, and I even, I was telling my dad about this, and he's like, Greg, you were so, you were terrified of Halloween, I'm like, I know, but like, that's why I kept wanting to go to it, so I remember being there in the theater, I'm in my 20s, 1998. I'm 22 then at this point, so I'm kind of manly, kind of not. (laughs) Felt like a kid in there, though, just like when everything kicks up with the music and just seeing Jamie Lee Curtis again, seeing the shape. I mean, it just felt wonderful. But coming back to it now, some, you know, 30 some odd years later, I mean, it just is so 90s. It just, there should, it's super 90s. It's super 90s. I even wrote down, um, Oh, we'll get to it later. The music is 90s. It, oh. They even mm-hmm. show Scream 2 in one of the scenes. Now, yeah. is that problematic in that world? Because if you think about Scream 2, that means Scream exists, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good point. What are they watching in Scream? Stab. Halloween. Halloween. Oh. <laughs> Does that make the universe fold in on itself? I it's think, a, a variant. I think there, there's, <laughs> yeah, a, there's a tear in the space-time continuum. Thank you, Halloween. It Someone works. somewhere is disappearing from a family photo. A family. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Myers family. Um, looking over my notes here, let's start at the very beginning. The the intro of this movie. Bum 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 bum. Oh, that was a nice touch. It was I like that. Very one. nice touch. Um, a very scream esque intro. Uh, basically, and with that, we have. Uh, a kind of a classic. Jason Gordon Levitt because he had the hockey mask on. Oh man, I forgot he was in this movie till I rewatched it, and I was like, "Holy shit!" It's Tommy from Third Rock. JGL. It's JGL. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just so fresh faced too. And that's yeah. the, and, but that's the thing though. It's like was that, he known as JTL, kind of like the Jonathan Taylor Thomas type thing, or is JGL that, versus the JTLs? No, I don't know. I don't know if anybody calls him that. They should. should. I think right. they will from here on out. Like, Surely like, I didn't make that up. I'm sure it did like when he came on like Teen Beat or something. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we actually have a legacy character in the nurse from the original and part two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, as you know, spoilers, we'll talk about, you know, she gets dispatched. I really liked that intro scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was somewhat suspenseful. I liked a little bit of turnaround from, she was smart in this, like from the get go. When she goes into the house and realizes it's been someone's been in there, she's like, "Nope, nope, going somebody else." And she says, "Nope." Yep, okay, nope. but why go to the teens next door and not the cops? Uh, no, didn't she call the cops originally? Because the cops were on their way. Yeah, the cops okay, were on their way for 50, but, but she still, as minutes. an adult, just lets the teens go in. It's a, they it's were, a 
I don't know. Wouldn't they were very you feel safe with Joseph Gordon-Levitt? I mean, he did have hockey equipment. Yeah. So. He, he was keen to use it as well. I, but that, that He whole, got suspended five times. Yeah. As someone, it should have been six. As someone who lives next to teen boys, <gasps> I, yeah, they could, they could be That's expendable. Terrifying. That's terrifying. <laughs> Fodder. <laughs> I'm sure when she... Like, you first, you, kid. <laughs> go check, go it check it out, buddy. <laughs> I'm sure if you would have seen her through her perspective, it would have just been like, you know, victim one, victim two. Had I think she kind of knew, maybe. That it was Myers? Well, or well, something. Well, it's Halloween, and yeah. like she's got that altered Loomis... Mm. His his workshop, yeah, his Pepe Silva board. Mm-hmm. Well, and him and his helper monkey and the nurse solving <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> I kind of would go for that. Me too. That wouldn't be too terribly yeah. bad. Um, does smoking increase their IQ then? Because I mean, she's still going along with the smoking. That's like her one character trait. She smokes, and then she dies, mm-hmm. and that's it. But it does get us into then kind of the meat of the story, where. Did this movie suffer because Donald Pleasance wasn't involved? Is a Halloween I mean, movie a Halloween movie without him truly? He's always sort of there. Just in spirit? Yeah. The specter of Loomis? <laughs> I would, yeah. I mean, of course it would be better if he had just could live forever and be in all of them, but... Yeah, it just, I don't know. And maybe it's because my distaste of Dr. Sartain and Halloween 2018 and them coming up yeah. with a new Loomis. I actually kind of like the fact where they went with this, where they just focused solely on Laurie Strode, a.k.a. Uh, Carrie Tate mm-hmm. was the name. I actually kind of wait how they did that. Yeah. I, although yeah. I would have liked to see, we saw that she changed your name, but I wanted to see where Michael was. You know what I'm saying? Because if it's been 20 years, at least something, like if he's been on the hidey hole, or something. You Bettering know? himself through, you know, some of the little local community colleges. Yeah, right. Well, because he didn't even expect escape from prison or like rise from the grave or some shit like that, you know? That was my yeah. only thing. Like, I'm not saying that I want exposition and need exposition, but, and I know well, this. I'll tell is, you one thing he's been doing, working out. Fuck yeah, that's the one thing with the one armed. <laughs> yeah. That still to this day, I don't know what kind of program he's on, but that's impressive. Yeah. But that, and that's something. Well, he's definitely know, prison fit. He's pr- yeah, he is. <laughs> Yeah, he is. He's got that. He's on that Atkins diet. He's just ready to throw down. He's he's just doing one arm push up. Do you think he's? Do you think under the jumpsuit he's all tatted up like fucking uh, Cape Fear? I but hope so. I hope so. <laughs> but it's got like the pumpkin on it. It's got Laurie Strode, R.I.P. and just shit like that on there. Tally marks for mm-hmm. everyone he's dispatched. Heaven or Haddonfield. You know, on his knuckles. Y'all are painting. It's got them. Happy Halloween on it or some shit. Wait, if he could have one word arching over his his belly button, what would it be? Would it be Halloween? Lori. Lori. Oh, yeah. He'd have Good treat call. on one hand, treat on the other for the knuckles. There we go. There yes. we go. But Lori's done in gangster font. <laughs> Does he roll around in like uh, cars with hydraulics and shit? That's the only one he'll he'll That's you know take. Drive, yes. yeah. Yes. No, but he's got a tattoo of Loomis with like six bullet holes on there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's what it says on his stomach six times. Six six ah, times. <laughs> God damn. Dude, I, oh, do you think he's going to put like his next mask? He's going to have like a teardrop? Yes. Like, <laughs> but he's going to look like he's been crying of all the people he's killed. Technically, he did shed a tear in part five, so there is a precedent for it. Oh, my God. <laughs> are, we, are we making a better movie? Because here's, yeah. here's the other thing. Halloween H2O, 84 minutes long. Mm-hmm. I forgot 
how brief this freaking movie is. So it, you could fill in a for it, yeah. number of things if you wanted to expand it, but maybe they didn't want to. Maybe they just wanted something lean and mean. I wouldn't mind seeing his killing spree from Illinois to California, though. And that's yeah. a long you know, drive, that's too. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's yeah, sort and of like, like... what does Michael Myers eat? I was thinking about this yesterday because I was watching the original. Well, yeah, he, but is that it? Is he exclusive it's to just that? Just rabbits and raccoons and whatnot? Is, well, or does he stop for a Whopper? He, they're <laughs> out there. Just, can you just see him at the drive-thru? Hello, can I take your order? <laughs> Hello? Sir, can you please speak up? <laughs> Okay, you're uh, if you you're go in, the you can window. get the point menu, you know. There we <laughs> go. <laughs> there we go. And then like he yeah, he goes to Sonic and then he kills the car off. <laughs> I mean he's got it off. easy now. If he gets a smartphone, you just order on the app and you just He's good to go. Him, yeah, you know, talk to anyone. Well, so so he knows how to drive a car, he knows how to work like a smartphone, because they are intuitive, I guess. Yeah. Well, it, well, does he do like dog jerky or like something jerky? Because you know he is a Sun dog for the road, right? Because yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. Because is he cooking or is it just fresh and fresh only? It's tartar. It's roadkill yeah. tartar. Maybe he stops and kills roadkill, or like he gets roadkill. Like, oh, snack. Well, we yeah. know he's not. You know, maybe a, he's who left that bucket of guts in my yard last year. Maybe like hobo glyphs or something. Send oh, for later. Now I'm creeped out. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, t- I'm still, to this day, I, I'm, one of these days it's going to happen. I'm going to look out my freaking window and the shape is going to be looking back at me. Guts or not. Yeah. It's a very real fear. Um, I would have to say, getting he, he's not against going to rest stops, mm-hmm. as we see. But he does, he's, he's, is this merciful Myers? Because uh, like he, he did let the mom mm-hmm, and daughter live. Mm-hmm. And he let a lot of people live, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he just mainly attacked... Heart and, uh, the Strode family. Maybe proper. we went soft in the '90s, like they thought we couldn't handle it. He's more sensitive now. Yeah, maybe because, mm-hmm. like, again, he's gone from Illinois all the way to California. Is he, is he listening to anybody. some self help books actually that are helping him get through this? You know, <laughs> Tony Robbins he's got some audio books. <laughs> yeah, listen to some podcasts. <laughs> Well, we know how he feels about podcasts. That was made clear yeah, in the true. 2018. I'm thinking maybe it's just true crime podcasts. I'm, I'm hoping be. maybe he wants something with a more comedic bent. You know, mm-hmm. he actually likes to laugh and is when he's by himself. Or what if he's like listening to the Joe Rogan podcast? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about Michael Myers' potential problematic politics. <laughs> right? I mean, like. We don't know his stance on... Back in the early 70s, he was pretty cool. He's very liberal, you know, liberal, very free-thinking. But, you know, but you know he's down for masks, so... <laughs> the- <laughs> That's true. I'd like... They say as the older you get, you know, all of a sudden, you know, he's listening to, you know, he's in, uh, listening to like, uh, oh, God, what was that guy? Not It's not even Rush Limbaugh. It was um, Michael Savage or something like that. Dan Savage? Not no, not Dan Savage. Not the that's love guy. Other end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, that's a different. That was a different well, car what if ride. He's listening to Art Bell. Like he's like really yeah. into like conspiracy or even true well, yeah, crime. Yeah, because he's, he's probably like, driving at night. He'd have I'd to, imagine. right? Yeah, he's listening to Coast to Coast and he's going coast to coast. Mm-hmm. But that's the other thing too. When these movies now show up in like 4K, especially the original Halloween, when you see it, back in the day when he would drive by, like the girls. Mm-hmm. The white didn't really stick out as much, and it still kind of was grainy and didn't look as bad. Yeah, I'm not saying it's goofy looking now when you see him driving, and you're just like, <laughs> "Wow, that is a bright ass mask he's wearing now," and he just pops out. But now. that's on Halloween, so it's, you can drive in a mask on Halloween, and it's not suspicious. It's not safe, no. but True. it's not suspicious. True. True. 
But if he's driving on days that aren't Halloween, I think you got to take the mask off if you don't want to raise suspicion. Especially when he's going coast to coast. Yeah. I mean, at some point in time, some like It's simply not safe. Right. Some Colorado sheriff or down (laughs) south or some Arizona sheriff is going to pull him over. Look, look at we we got ourselves a mask wearer here. Well, city boy, what we got you? <laughs> you know, Conan. <laughs> Family reunion, huh? Yeah, we'll get you there, go. That's a, uh, the shenanigans that fell in between there would be the lost tapes. Yeah. Um, actually, can you imagine him just recording shit? You know, his little thoughts by his own, his little personal memoirs. <laughs> you know, I'm afraid people got me wrong. Uh, all. The Michael nobody understood. It, it, it works. It works. Mm-hmm. Uh, that rest stop scene, though. Legit kind of creepy. Yeah. The way it's shot. Mercy on the daughter and the mother. And that's also kind of replayed in 2018's version as well. I think we had pointed that out. But no mercy there. No mercy there. No. He went to Cobra Kai that day. Um, I don't know. I I really like the way the story works, but um, LL Cool J. LL Cool J. LL freaking Cool J. The way when he breaks out, melon breasts. Wow. I mean, just I could hear him talk all day long. Yeah. I don't know. In that, I would and, listen to the audiobooks of his romance novels. Hells yeah, Harlequin Hells Romance by, by LL Cool J. I, I'm kind of down for it. You I'm know? open to it. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not. I always people hear giving resurrection shit for having uh, Buster, Buster Rhymes. The precedent's been set in yeah. H2O. We can branch out. Well, I love the fact that it's not so much... Yeah, and Busta is not the problem with Resurrection. No, no. (laughs) No, no. And I like Resurrection. (laughs) I'll go to bat for Resurrection. That was the second one I ever saw in the theater. I I need to see Resurrection again, because I remember it being not as... I was like, okay. I mean, it's not my favorite one, but I like it all right. It's got Starbuck in it. Busta's not the problem. (laughs) But um, no, I like LL Cool J's character, but I like his girlfriend even better. Oh, on the other end of the phone? phone. What did he? Did she fall for his bullshit? (laughs) No, he didn't. All right, just like critiques on the fly. I enjoyed that. (laughs) Well, it seems like they have a healthy relationship. Yeah, you got to have someone who can read your work and tell you what's. Yeah, they can give you an honest read instead of going, "That's great, honey." It's like, nah, that's a little, little wordy there. Let's uh, skip some of that. Again, I think the reason this film feels so '90s that it is very much aware of itself. The dialogue. Definitely a little bit weird with some of it. Well, mm-hmm. and it also makes it super, super hardcore 90s. And like, hey, let's have a party. Let's turn on some music. Mom's wide open. <laughs> That's another thing. Yeah. That's another thing at the very end. Fucking pissed me off. If you're going to have the credits with fucking John Carpenter's original and then break off into Creed. No. Mm. That was so jarring. Yeah. That was so jarring. Because it's Not the OG. Cool. John Carpenter, their theme, they're playing at the very end. I'm like, yes. And, and then, then butt rock. Just like, <laughs> well, I found out it's Halloween. Just like, yeah. It's just, come on, man. Yeah. Why didn't we get an LL Cool J song yes. in there? Right? That would make more sense. That would have been awesome. You know, uh, we'd go from the deepest, darkest, hat is like a shark. Why didn't we get something deep, deepest, darkest, you know, mask is like, I, I, it's there. Why did mm-hmm. we not get that? I know. I think he was like, I, I feel like if I remember right, at that time, he was like, I'm an actor now. Damn it. Branching out. Yeah. Because uh, like, shortly after this, he got NCIS or something, didn't he? And he's That's, been on that show yeah. for 20 fucking years. Sounds right. Yeah, no, he, I mean, he, he's, and he's a good actor, actually. Yeah. I, but still, come on. Creed, yeah, arms wide open, but and also like 
there wasn't a lot of on-screen death. There was a lot of good aftermath. Yeah. But there wasn't a lot of like actual killing. You, and with yeah. Steve Miner behind the wheel, you would think you'd see a little bit more razzle-dazzle when it comes to the kills. Well, and that's what actually surprised me, because, yeah, he directed Friday 2, 3, House, I believe. Uh, so he, and he uh, one of the Warlocks, if I remember right. So he's got a really good filmography. I don't think he did a bad job with this, but I think because this movie is so short, I have a feeling there's cuts somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the Weinstein's fingerprints all over this. So, I mean, you know, there's those kind of issues going on potentially. Yeah. Um, do the lack of on-screen carnage, does that take it away for a little bit for you, Genius? For me, yeah, a little bit. I mean, especially because in hindsight, how brutal the series gets later on and how, not necessarily brutal, but even with that was theater of the mind, it just seemed like you showed a lot of stabbing, but you didn't show any like actual stabbing. You know, yeah. you saw some of the action or a lot of it happened off-screen. A lot of it happened off-screen. I wouldn't mind seeing... Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt get his skate to the face. You know what I'm yeah, saying? For sure. sure. Like, because yeah. even though this is the time of screaming, this was screaming ween basically. You still saw Drew Barrymore get it violently. You know, mm-hmm. even in the kills and scream were pretty violent, and that's what it was kind of disappointing. Because I was like, oh, Steve Miner, mm-hmm. really no on-screen deaths. Now he did good with Dread because fuck having dumb waiters. Anybody yeah. who has dumb waiters is fucked up. Let's talk about the dumb waiter scene. I was about Julie. Are you pro or con dumb waiter? I mean, I'm not getting in one. <laughs> no way. I think just having it in your house but though that invites badness. For sure. I've never. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever been in a house that had one. Maybe I haven't. Didn't know it. But I've never seen it depicted in a show or movie, with one exception, where something didn't go horribly wrong. And that one exception is the TV show Webster. <laughs> Well, there's horrible <laughs> shit that went simply wrong in Webster too, but probably not because of not the in dumb the dumbwaiter. <laughs> Maybe at uh, downtown Abbey's or downtown Arby's. I was going to say there was a dumbwaiter there. Did, did Webster get stuck in the refrigerator, or was that that uh, was punky, Bruce? Oh, punky! No, <laughs> Webster walked in on Jordan Jamam having freaky sex. Sorry, sir. Oh, Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> what if that? What if that was like a safe word for him, sir or ma'am? Real proper. Oh, oh no! <laughs> it just constantly. <laughs> just look at each other. <laughs> Scary looks. Is that maybe a first Webster reference on our show? <laughs> I was going to say, I probably just lost some young listeners. Because I don't know that Webster still makes the rounds. <laughs> They're going to be like, the dictionary? And it's like, no, no, no. No, guys. No. Emmanuel Lewis. <laughs> he is, is, Emmanuel, is he still with us? I don't even know. I don't think I don't, so. I think oh. he might have passed. Yeah. Oh, that's, damn it. See, He's in that big clock in the sky. Didn't used to pop out of the clock, or was that Silver Spoons? That was probably Silver Spoons. Yeah. But didn't at one time Webster didn't he have a, a an no? He had a clock. He had where he would go in and do secret tunnels and shit. Did he have a people under the stairs house? I think so. My Can, God, man, Are, a lot I don't remember about Webster. I'll be honest, but I oh, remember because it was in the credits that he would come out of the dumb wa- the dumb waiter. I'm pretty sure that was in the credits. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, we'll have to look at that then because. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm totally making it up, and there was no dumb waiter in Webster. It'd still be kind of terrifying if you like open up a dumb waiter and there's Emmanuel Lewis. <laughs> you know, just now it depends. Like, if he's, is he feral or is he like like undead? You know, just or is a he kid just who hasn't seen enough horror movies to know better. To know better, or is he just some kid in a dumb waiter? And you know, you're just like, uh, okay, sir. Somebody. Some people have not watched enough training videos. Right. <laughs> just walk open the dumb waiter and like. I'm trying to read and closes the 
Did did there were there any PSAs of like you know your dumb waiter and you, you know, <laughs> blood flows red on the dumb waiter. I mean, I'm maybe for rich kids. I mean, Ooh, maybe 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 they. Have I a was nowhere channel. near dumb waiter money in oh, my yeah, childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Came from dumb waiter money. Yeah, that's a. Uh, Closest thing to dumb waiters. We were trailer park tier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to know though that we're all in the same vein. Yeah. Um, because I did get feels of the part five sequence uh, with that one. It wasn't a dumb waiter. It was like the vent system that when Michael was stabbing at uh, little little Daniel Harris. Daniel Harris. Harris yeah. yeah. And instead, here we get little folded up guy. Which one thing I forgot about this movie? There are way too many noise jump scares for me. That I don't the think, 90s. Yeah. yeah, and I don't. That, that doesn't fit in a Halloween movie, you know. But I guess because it is scream esque. But I was just, I was like, oh, there's one, there's another one. It's like, come on. Yeah. And here's another thing. I like the movie, but I like the relationship between um, Michael and like what had the damage it did to Lori and how she's protective more so than I like the Hartnet and the uh, teen fodder, you know. Because yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Jodie Lynn O'Keefe. Mm-hmm. You know, to her, like, always trying to come up with, like, big, strong words, you know. And uh, Michelle Williams is adorable. And then when, but I didn't give two frat's asses when Hartnett and like, Michelle Williams were being all romantic. And I know they're yeah. supposed to be our romantic leads, but I was like, they're too adorable. Let's see some killing, killing. And well, we weren't really given much of them, you know. It was just like, here's some pretty kids. Yep. Well, in again, danger. 84 minutes. We yeah. could have added that potentially. But yeah. I actually really enjoyed... Um, their take on trauma yeah. With, yeah. with her character. Because that's the one thing in Halloween 2018. They always say, well, you get to see how she's dealing with it, with the PTSD. And I'm like, no, it's in H2O. Yeah. You see her. She's got a lot of pills. Mm-hmm. That whole scene when she's down in the Chardonnay and she's like, another drink, please. And that and waiter's the, like... That waiter's like... That's which a dumb is actually waiter. what made Jamie Lee do the movie is because it's, they were coming at it from a what would, she, what would it look like now yeah. for her perspective. And it's... Perfect, and you get. And my favorite parts of that is when she's like looking in a reflection, and she sees like the specter of Michael, and that's mm-hmm. just it. It's like the specter for the last mm-hmm. twenty years that has been haunting her. But in this story, she's made improvements. You know, she's. A, I guess she's downed the trauma for the most part, but the, they call her a functioning drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, and I think that's realistic. I mean, you would you would go through some heavy trauma with that, yeah. and mm-hmm. that when the shots where she thinks she sees. Michael walking at her, and then she's got to close her eyes, and then he's gone. And that moment when it's really him, I'm like, "Oh, that's effective. Yeah. That's really yeah. good." Yeah, it was it was a better story with her involved. And even if you mm-hmm. brought in Hartnett for that whole dynamic, because like having trauma probably doesn't help when you have a petulant shit <laughs> yeah. talking shit, you know, the whole time. So that you could have kept that, but but it's just because like okay. We have buffets for the orgy. What we got? Like last night's dinner. And I was like, okay, kill him violently. Yeah, I don't need any more of this. Like, like, go. Do it. You know? And so 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 you were you were really wanting them to be red shirted for the most part. I really wanted them to be off, especially Michelle Williams and like cause she's adorable, but like die. You know what I'm saying? Jody Lynn O'Keefe. I fucking love her in Nash Bridges. I fucking love <laughs> Nash Bridges. But die. You know what I'm saying? Like, Well, her reveal wasn't that bad with the lighting and everything. Her reveal was cool. Yeah. But, but you wanted again, to... I, wanted to see, I don't want to see a light bulb getting jammed up in her. But at the same time, a little bit more like razzle-dazzle. They could have showed the killing of that, her boyfriend, that guy that looked like Ari Gross. 
You know, they could have showed him getting offed. They could have showed like Michelle Williams getting off. Well, I mean, there's this is kind of a lower. Well, I guess Halloween the, movies this were is never a super low count, kill count. Even yeah, the Halloween yeah. one or the OG, there was. It's it's four I mean, or I five. Think two yeah. times we thought LL died, and right. he made it through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness on that. I know. I was so pleased. <laughs> I remember being upset when I saw that in the theater. I was like, hey. hey. Well, then also his character at the end of spoiler alert, uh, uh, Deep Blue Sea, also comes out at the end, which is good. Speaking of coming out at the end, the last 20 minutes were superb. When Jamie Lee's like, like everything's like, oh, it's okay. And they put him in a body bag with the mask on. Wouldn't they like take the mask off? Well, you know what I'm saying? Think. There, is, I mean, I, there is a shot, though, when she lets everyone go, the gates closes, she grabs the axe. That's a good shot. She starts walking up the hill, and they get that great crane pull out, and you should see the shadow work. Yeah, that's the one that I was like, I'm so in this. And she's just calling for him. Oh, yeah. Michael! The last 20 minutes were worth the price of admission. Well, and that's what this movie is all about, is the build-up to that last 20 minutes. If you don't leave the mask on, you miss the payoff for the next movie. (laughs) Well, you know, that's Mustafa Akkad. God bless him. God rest his soul. This was his baby. You know, Michael Myers was his thing, and he was always going to have... You can't kill him. You can't kill the boogeyman. Money will not allow you yeah. to kill the boogeyman. Um, I, I remember distinctly when I saw that in the theater, the very end, when she chops the head off, people went nuts in the theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and then that, the, the theme kicks in as well, which was like, oh. And it was rad. And then, arms wide open. I'm like, damn it. Damn it. Between the scenes when he is actually, when she is being chased under the tables, and you. A lot of table trauma. What? It was like the Dudley Boys. <laughs> Those are some strong tables. Yeah, they were, because he was walking along like, no, it's nobody's business. I mean, and I, you'd think he'd be like, dun. Stomping on him. Dun, dun, boom, you know, and just fall. But no, he's a limber. Well, it's every day's quad day for him. He yeah. can do one-arm push-ups and <laughs> that table hopping and shit. Do you think he actually has a beef with Jack Palance? Maybe, because of the same the age arts, around there. I, I think so. Maybe that's what inspired him, actually. But when he's going around the tables and just throwing those tables off the side, I was like, why don't you just get up and fucking run? You know? But at the same time, it was it was intense and exciting. Well, mm-hmm. let's talk really quickly about the score of this movie. Uh, John Ottman did the score, and he actually produced the score for, I think it was like The Usual Suspects, um, The Way of the Gun. They went far away from a very traditional Halloween score. Because there were snippets and bits and pieces of John Carpenter's original in there, but everything else was totally original. Speaking of, did you hear the little, um, one of the one of the, uh, the scenes I liked, there was a musical cue and a little musical uh, Easter egg when she was talking to Janet Lee. Yep. And like, they're like, not to be motherly, but blah, 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 blah. Yep. And yeah. then as she walked away in her car from Psycho, that it had the little violin music. Yeah, the from Reanimator is good. in this movie, the nudges are like knocking you over. Like, hey, hey, hey. Uh-huh. It's, her, it's uh-huh. her mom, get it? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. She was in Psycho, see the car? Get Some, it? <laughs> no, they probably, uh-huh. the kids didn't. Like, is that that movie with Vince Vaughn and Anne Heche? Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> it's like, damn it, kids. But that's got to be nice, though, for them yeah. to have that little moment. The yeah. fact that John Carpenter, the main reason they got Jamie Lee Curtis was it was Janet Lee's kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the retroactive, I don't think it's H2O bashing so much, but a lot of the press tour she's done on the recent Halloweens, she's like, oh, you know, 
H2O was fine, but it was more for the money. It's like, come on, Jamie Lee. You yeah. Don't do that to us. Well, I watched the commentary on this, which was the director and Jamie Lee. And she didn't... I mean, this was, I'm sure, taped way before 2018 was right. even a thought in anybody's head. But she seemed fine with it. She seemed really, really touched when they got to the parts with her and her mom. Like, it had obviously been a long time since she had seen it. And so that was really, oh. really sweet. <laughs> Now, I, the, from what I heard, she does have a bit of a fondness for this one, but she doesn't like the next one because she felt she got done dirty. And I think she really did get done dirty in the next one. Yeah. The next one, that's tough. That's tough to kind of reconcile. And I can see why she would want to come back to the franchise eventually. Because this was a great ending. If mm-hmm. It ended here and no more. I mean, now Resurrection do something different, of course. But no need to bring her back. No need no. to make it another Laurie Strode story because this worked fine. Yeah. This was a great little way to end everything. I can't disagree. I wouldn't disagree. That's like that's the thing. That's mm-hmm. the, the the bow was neatly tied. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "No, no, 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 no. Let's undo that real yeah. quick. We've got something else in mind." Right. And then 20 more years later, they're doing the same thing. So Well, and it's kind of crazy the fact that we still are coming back to this franchise and the thoughts in the franchise and the characters of the franchise and they're still Playing as relevant, and you've got these new generation of horror fans that has the this Halloween to start with. They've mm-hmm. got Rob Zombie's remake to start with. They've got the OG, and again, so many different ways that they can watch and ingest these films. Um, it's it's overwhelming for the most part. Uh, you they're gonna have to come out with like a guide, like a graph on yeah. you know. I'm sure it's out there. Uh, of course, it's the <laughs> internet. Oh, absolutely. So the Venn diagram of Halloween's like, do you want Loomis? Do yeah. You want- do you want masks? Do you want like which of- starlets Can- debut? Would you like to take part in? We exactly. got Paul Rudd. We got jo- oh, we got Hartnett. Hartnett. Yeah. yeah, Jamie Lee. God damn, you do. What do you guys think of the mask in this one, or the masks? I should say in this it's one, the, not not great. No. <laughs> not not great. There was some scenes where he looked like Seth Meyers, where like Seth Meyers <laughs> was coming to kill me, you know, and I couldn't buy it. I'm like. Come on now. Well, I never... They talked about there's a moment where the mask is actually a CGI mask. Yeah, there I, was a lot of mask drama. I finally caught it this time, and it's right before he kills um, the the Jody O'Keefe's boyfriend. And it's for a second. It's tough, and I'll never yeah. unsee it. I mean, it's just like an uncanny valley kind of thing. But yeah. it's this is why it's... I'm, I'm, I like the newer ones, because I do think the masks look more like the original. Mm-hmm. And how... It's kind of weird how the kind of the success of a film can make or break on a mask itself. So well, it's when it's that iconic, it is it is the mask. It you is know? the mask. It's the shape. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it, it's the way it is. It's the way it always will be. Yeah. Um, in the commentary, one thing that I did that surprised me a lot was that when they're downtown, they really wanted Mike Myers to walk past, and he wouldn't do it. <laughs> And I'm glad, because that would have been ridiculous, but I'm also a little sad, because it would have been amazing. Especially if he was Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah, baby. Just going around. You look fab, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did technically get, like, Jay and Silent Bob in Scream 3, so, I, yeah, yeah, that would have... <laughs> that would have thrown me way off. I know, it, it now I'm thinking about it. too like, silly. But... but I would have loved it. <laughs> Again, there are the, there's going to be that subsection of people that that's going to make it their favorite movie ever yeah. because of that moment. <laughs> He's over there. My yours. My yours. <laughs> Doing poems and shit. 
No. It makes it scary on Halloween. <laughs> you know who's in? Uh, so I married an axe murderer, Alan Arkin. Oh yeah. <laughs> so at least at least we have that connection there. I don't know if that's a six degrees of uh, Kevin Bacon. Six degrees of Michael Myers. <laughs> Um, I don't know. No, this was a very nice rewatch, and I'm glad we mm-hmm. had a chance to go back to this one because I think this one kind of gets lost in the shuffle now, especially with yeah. Halloween 2018, and again, the new way to revamp everything, and because of its association with Resurrection, you know, if H2O didn't exist, then you wouldn't have Resurrection, so I was like, mm-hmm. eh, let's see how yeah. that is. It's, there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. Not at all. But Not at all. Your fla- again, your miles may vary on these on the different variations on the yeah. different variants of the franchise. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Julie, do we have uh, anything that we can be looking forward to either on Downright Creepy or ModernHorrors.com that you're working on? I don't have anything. I don't work on a lot of stuff super in advance. So, I mean, mostly my my main gig at both of those is here's a trailer you should watch. Perfect. So if you don't watch trailers, you can, and I know Greg doesn't watch trailers, and that's totally cool. Oh, no, no, no. I, it depends. It depends. What trailer should I watch? Um, you know what? I just, I just did for Downright Creepy the trailer for the new Paranormal Activity movie that's coming out, and it looked not bad, actually. Really? I wasn't sure, and I'm not going to be able to watch it because it's only going to be on Paramount+, Plus, which I don't have, <laughs> but... It lo- I mean, it has everything. Really? It's got creepy kids, creepy dolls, creepy Amish people. Well, creepy uh, Amish people? Some light spelunking. It, Is it still found footage? Yeah, but it looks real, like, real nice. Like, it, the premise seems to be this young gal is going to meet her family that she's never met because her mom maybe disappeared mysteriously and her friends are filming the journey. So it's like found footage, but it's like a film crew. So it's okay. not like, you know. Cool. I'm kind of, there's mm-hmm. another. Is it going to be good? I have no idea. But the trailer, I was like, that looks pretty good. Kind of sold. Did you guys see the trailer for Black Phone with Ethan Hawke? Not yet, but I want, I, I've seen Ooh, stills. It I looks mean, fucking rad. Ethan Hawke, I'm in. But right, I like Ethan Hawke. Well, that's it, a, looks, it looks pretty creepy. Yeah, that's a Carghill and Scott Derrickson. That's mm-hmm. another one of theirs that they put out. So, you know, I'm I'm trying to avoid the trailer for that one because I know I want to see it. Yeah. But I know of inevitably I'm going to see the trailer at a, like a theater. Yeah. You know? ha- have you seen the new, new trailer for Halloween? Because it's like uh, the extended cut or something. No, and I've been kind of intentionally avoiding yep, that since too. I knew I was going to yep. see it. What do you think about the petition about the firemen? Have you heard about that? I have heard about that. And I, as... A woman who was a teen girl, I'd say, bite me, you know? <laughs> Quit killing us. It hurts my feelings. <laughs> I don't I mean, people in all professions die in horror movies. Mm-hmm. Quit I, I being think, so sensitive. I think the firefighters would probably see it as like a badge of honor. Yeah, like, isn't part of your job that you could die? I mean, you weren't expecting Michael Myers, but. <laughs> but at the same time, it's a force of nature or a force of nature. <laughs> yeah, it's a like, little bizarre. Sure, it's, they're heroes. And all that, but... Fodder for Michael. Mm-hmm. It's Michael Myers, man. He does not care about your feelings. Nope, Michael Myers don't give a fuck. He will not stop, no. drop, and roll. No. He's going to stab... Six and, times. Yeah. <laughs> Final thoughts on Halloween H2O? I like to like stuff, and I like it, and it's fun, and is it the best one? Of course not. But I like it. Genius. I can agree more. It's not my favorite Halloween, but I enjoyed watching it. It had some good things, and <laughs> I'll always giggle at the one-arm push-ups. 
<laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe it was just the the baggage I brought this time, but I had felt a little bit more nostalgia with it, especially kind of thinking back to watching it in the theater and those certain mm-hmm. moments, hearing people react. It's it, as Julie said, it's not going to be. It's not everyone's favorite. No, no, no. I guarantee you, it's someone's favorite it's someone's out there. They're one. You guys are full of shit. It's the best one out there. You are correct, sir, madam. Yeah. But again, there's no right or wrong way to watch a Halloween movie. So, Julie, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. Oh. Mm, we got the honor is ours. Uh, there we go. That is the way it is. Now we'll be closing out the month of October with another look into the Halloween franchise. Which entry is it? We'll just have to wait until next week to find out. And until that time, this is Greg D. And I'm a genius, McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs>